And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from South Australia, a little town called Murray Bridge. This is Tim again with episode 187 of the World of Mythbits. Welcome one and all. Thank you once again for tuning in. Before we kick off with uh, today's nominated theme, I just have a bit of housekeeping that uh, David and Stephanie have asked me to cover. So, first thing on the list, Dark Myth Publications horror-themed imprint Zombie Works is gearing up for its annual October anthology release. Unwelcomed. Tales of Haunting and Possession. If you've not sent in your submissions yet, do it today. Uh, ZombieWorksPublications at yahoo.com will go uh, straight to David and uh, Mr. David K. Montoya will will check out your, um, your submissions and hopefully you'll make it into the anthology. So that's pretty exciting. Um, Make sure that you check out uh, Dark Myth Publications if you're keen to submit to that. Uh, And yeah, do it ASAP because that um, the date for that has been extended, but it is closing today. So yeah, if you've got an idea, make sure you get that in. Number two, Dark Myth Comics has obtained the contract to produce Walter G. Esselman's Liberty's Run for Help as a four-issue comic book miniseries. Written by Walter himself and penciled by Idris Yusuf from American Smash and Higher Learning. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Definitely very cool and uh, looking forward to that. Um, Loving uh, following... Um, the Liberties Run series. So it's very cool to see that that is getting a fourth instalment. So that's very cool. Uh, so number three, PCE will be looking for sponsor- sponsorships for this year's event to help bring in uh, bigger main guests. So make sure that if you're interested that you uh, contact Dave at PCE, all capitals, at jzomondarkmyth.com or just go to the website. Go to www.pcehd.com and check out that opportunity. Uh, So yeah, very cool. Um, Sponsor if you can because it would be awesome to have even bigger names uh, each and every year. Just building on the momentum then. Um, yeah. Super cool to uh, to have um, Dark Myth um, involved in those, uh, those events and those activities uh, as the, um, the, uh, the push, the, um, the forerunner. And then finally, uh, I have the 
privilege uh, and honour to announce the winners of the fourth annual Open Contract Challenge. In third place is Rada Deville, who will win a $50 Visa gift card. In second place, congratulations to Robert P. Ottoni, who receives uh, an ebook contract for his manuscript Last Horror Hero and a $100 Visa gift card. And finally, the winner, the champion story for the fourth annual Open Contract Challenge 2022 is Cliff Flint. Congratulations, uh, Cliff. His book, Promised Rewards, will receive a contract to be produced in ebook and paperback form by Dark Myths. Um, publishing, which is super cool in itself. He also gets a round trip ticket to California for PCE 2023, where he will be given a table and copies of his award-winning books to sell at the event. Sell and sign. And that is the author's, the writer's dream, I'm sure. To be able to meet the fans, to be able to sell copies of your book, be able to sign them, personally sign them, give those messages out and send that amazing book out into the world to be enjoyed, to be loved, to be promoted. And you also get a $200 Visa gift card. So they are super, super cool prizes and congratulations to all of the winners. Um, Looking forward to the um, Open Contract Challenge in 2023 and it's uh it's just so cool that um dark myth publishing can actually be uh be involved um with supporting authors and supporting writers in this way don't forget um you can get your uh manuscript your ideas your concepts ready for uh, for 2023 when the open contract challenge comes around again um, and don't forget that it can literally be uh, a novella, a short story, um, a number of poems, um, a, a full manuscript um, for uh, for the uh, the next epic uh, epic novel. Just um, whatever you can come up with, whatever you can dream up, as long as you can convince the judges that it is a worthy winner or worthy of that first, second or third prize. You are well, well on your way to uh, to great success. So wishing everybody all the best. And again, congratulations to those three wonderful winners, uh, but especially to, um, to Cliff. Well done and good luck at um, the event next year. Uh, the PCE in California. Super excited for you, Cliff. So that's the housekeeping done for this time around. Uh, and also, just a cheeky little congratulations to uh, David K. Montoya for um, finishing off his uh, his novel manuscript, Through the Eyes of Madness. Congratulations to you, my friend. That is super awesome. Uh, clocking in at just over a hundred thousand 
words, I believe. Doing well, doing, uh, doing awesome. And I'm sure, um, fingers crossed, we'll be seeing that out soon through Dark Myth Publications too. So that's the housekeeping uh, and a cheeky little congratulations. Um, and I thought that this time around, I might look at a, um, a bit of a theme for the podcast this time. I'm thinking maybe uh, looking at the writer's village. So I'm, I know that not all of us have kids, but I'm sure that we've all heard the, um, the term, the quote, that to raise a child, you need a village. And I'm finding that more so now than ever with, uh, with my 16-year-old son um, learning to drive. Here in Australia, we can, uh, we can get our learner's permit at 16 and then moving on to, uh, to our probationary licence and then our full licence later on. And so I've actually taken a, a bit of a drive out with my son today, um, travelling from Murray Bridge up to a river town called Manham just to, uh, to grab a cappuccino, grab a, a cup of coffee with him, just as an excuse to sort of get his hours in, uh, clocking up his, uh, his needed 75, I think, to 80 hours worth of driving experience that you need. Um, yeah, and uh, just sort of asking around friends and family, sort of getting a, um, a bit of a feel whether it's okay to just sort of get instructions from mum and dad or um, if there's like aunties, aunties or uncles that want to take him out for a drive and sort of get, uh, get his experience up. And then also asking, uh, asking those friends, those influencers, those that uh, more so than mum and dad, that will influence his decisions that he makes. Encouraging him to actually get driving lessons with a, um, a professional driver, somebody that actually knows the way that the road rules have changed over time and what, uh, what drivers need to know to be able to drive safe and to be able to pass the, the test to go from the, the learner's permit to the probationary permit. So trying um, desperately to convince uh, my son who thinks that perhaps he knows everything and he knows what's best for him that, um, yeah, getting a, um, an actual driver and driving lessons with a professional, uh, professional paid driving lessons is, uh, is very important. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're hopefully a long way towards convincing him that that's the case. Um, my daughter's doing a, a passion project at the moment, uh, focused on the homeless. Uh, we've got, sadly, we've got a lot of, a uh, lot of homeless in uh, in our community and it's great that there are amazing services um, and support agencies available that do help these people um, help to, to feed them and help to shelter them and uh, and that sort of thing it's definitely been uh, been a, a very cold cold winter uh, and now that we are in spring here in Australia here in the southern hemisphere we're finding that the um, the rain and the wind and the cold haven't gone away simply because the seasons changed. We're uh, we're finding that it's colder than ever, uh, it's wetter than ever, 
that there are puddles everywhere uh, and there's not a lot of places where you can go for free to um to find shelter so uh very pleased very happy with the fact that my daughter has chosen to focus on helping out the homeless uh and helping to raise funds for um one of those agencies that does uh does support and does help our homeless community uh and just the the response from our friends and our family um the response from people that we know that have small businesses um the person that does haircuts in their backyard they've got their salon set up in their backyard um the um the cafe that's actually um looking uh looking to sell potentially to sell in the near future is still happy to donate something so that uh, a prize can be can be one that they can uh somebody can go up and and get a uh a cheaper cup or a free cup of coffee or that sort of thing it's those simple things those um those facts that even people that are facing tough times even people that are uh, are facing their own challenges are happy to support this idea that my daughter's got um and then uh our other daughter um the um the issues that she's having with um making friends at school and that sort of thing the challenges of uh, of kids sort of just coming from uh, from primary school to high school where um we're finding how amazing the amount of support that we've got from uh, from friends and family there as well yeah so now more than ever we're really really feeling that we're needing that village that we're relying on that village to uh to help us to um to get the best out of life for our kids and uh and get the best out of our current situation for uh for us and our kids our our whole family and it's great that uh that our village is uh is coming to uh to the forefront is uh is really helping us out in a uh, in a big big way so thrilled about that so thrilled and that sort of brings me uh in a roundabout way to um the question that i asked in the last podcast the um the spread across the world of where submissions are coming in for uh, the world of myth magazine for uh for each and every month we've got australia we've got uh america we've got canada we've got um all through uh i think we've got a a couple of submissions from um from uh africa and from uh, throughout uh europe and asia as well there's um there's literally a a spread of writers and uh um story authors and poets and artists from uh from across the um the whole entire world that I am uh, I'm thrilled to say we are a very very multicultural uh publication which is super exciting but it also reminds me of um the fact that 
we all need each other's support and each other's encouragement. Uh, and um, it's wonderful that we're getting it. It's wonderful that, uh, that, that writer's village exists, that we, um, we, uh, we find that regardless of how personal our writing journey is, if we need to reach out and touch base with uh, like-minded people, um, if we need that encouragement, um, if we're not sure about something, whether to submit it or not, we uh, we've got that uh, that element of self doubt, that uh, that we've got those wonderful supporters in our fellow uh, fellow writers, fellow poets, fellow artists to go for it. To um, there's always a place where um, we get sent a rejection, where one door closes, there's always a window to climb through. That's one thing that I've uh, I've learnt through my um, couple of years of of writing and that uh, if we're looking for that window or we're looking for that new door to knock to knock on uh, that we can uh, we can often find it through um, sending a query to a friend to uh, to a face uh, Facebook group or uh, even an individual somebody that writes uh, similar or somebody that uh, that has a paved the way before somebody with that experience to say hey when I first started out here's where I sent some uh, some things um, and I love as well that uh, that here on the local scene here in uh, in Murray Bridge here in South Australia that um, I'm I've got the opportunity um, I've got somebody that's uh, that's left with me her uh, couple of comic books that she's designed that she's created that I'm looking through at the moment, um, that I've, uh, I've contacted Dark Myth and I've said, hey, um, interesting question. I've got this. It looks all right. Are you keen to have a look? And uh, thrilled, uh, thrilled to say that, uh, that they don't say no. They say, well, send us a few pages. Give us a bit of an idea from the, um, from the artist what the concept is, um, and we'll consider it. They're, um, they're always happy to consider it. Um, and there are others as well. There are uh, other independent publishers that, um, that I've said, hey, I'm not sure if it's what you're, what you're looking for, but maybe send a, an initial email to such and such a person. Um, I know that they, they've published stuff in the past and that might be the sort of thing that they they could be looking for um and so yeah the the uh the experiences that you get the rejections the successes can um sometimes lead to um somebody else's uh opportunities as well um so yeah i i've been incredibly lucky that um that i um I have a great support band here personally in my local town, um, especially uh, working for a, a library. Um, I've got uh, our local library. I've got many customers that, uh, that have sort of come in and chat to me about my writing and about how it's going and that sort of thing. I've got them as, uh, as Facebook friends as well. So um, often there's a, a little character 
cheering me on or that sort of thing, which is uh, which is nice, very nice to see. But also that international connection, um, people that are going through the same sort of stuff and people that have been through it years and years ago who are happy to share that experience and sort of give that guidance. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a... Uh, uh, a thrilling uh, um, and wonderful um, scenario that we uh, we find ourselves in. That um, if you're confident enough to ask, then uh, someone out there will hopefully have the answer. And if they don't have the answer, then they can possibly know somebody who can they can recommend who may know the answer. So yeah, the um, the uh, village. Um, is important for um, for us who have kids trying to to raise them right, uh, and it's also I think important for us as uh, as writers, as creators, um, as artists, to uh, to be able to open up more of those opportunities, uh, whether it's for paid work or um, anthologies that are looking for stories or. Um, yeah, it's, even if it's just a uh, an ego boost that you need, because quite often um, us poor uh, poor writers have a um, um, a very uh, temperamental ego. So, um, just thinking about uh, what's coming up next. Um, I don't know who's uh, who's planning on heading or who's in around the California area, who's planning on um, visiting, supporting um, some of these uh, like this great event that's uh, that's coming up in October by um, Dark Myth Publishing. Uh, I wish you all the best. I wish I could go. I'm. It'll be super cool. Maybe one day to be able to make it there. Um, and of course, Halloween. Halloween's uh, a lot of fun. Looking forward to um, to uh, this year. Halloween, uh, unfortunately, um, it's on a Monday, I believe. Whereas it was a great event here uh, here locally. As I'm sure it was a great event in all sorts of pockets of the world. Uh, being on the, on a weekend. Would have been super awesome, a great opportunity to um, get kids dressed up and get them wandering the streets, trick or treating. I hope it was more treating than uh, than tricking, but I, I guess there's uh, there's some of us that uh, that just love that mischief uh, mischief making opportunity. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, we'll still get the opportunity to sort of go out uh, after the kids finish school. Um, yeah, and sort of uh, check out the neighbourhood. Yeah, here, uh, here in Murray Bridge, uh, I'm uh, I'm thrilled uh, thrilled to say that um, we actually have a uh, a great support for um, Halloween. Uh, yeah, just a, a a good good fun fun time. I know it's certainly not for everyone, but for those that it is for. It's great that it's supported. Just wanted to um to have a quick look. Dave was telling me that there's lots going on with Mythmart. 
So just checking out mythmart.com and yeah, just uh, just wondering what's next, what's new, what's coming up. I mean, of course, we've got the um, the winner of um, the open contract challenge. But yeah, just um, that might have to be something maybe that I update you with um, with the next uh, the next podcast that I do. Um, looking forward as well to the uh, the next one uh, that's coming up. Of course, the the magazine review that's uh, that's super exciting. Um, and I hope that we're all madly working on our pieces for uh, the September um, World of Myth magazine as well. So uh, hoping to see um, a lot of the regulars uh, sending, uh, sending in pieces, but also there's always plenty of opportunity for, uh, for new faces to... Um, to uh to be able to send in poetry uh short stories pieces of art and it would be great actually wonderful to see more pieces of art um i know that the um the 2023 calendar has some great pieces in it from the world of myth magazine um but there uh there's always um a great opportunity to um to send more in so that uh Steph and uh and Dave and the team at uh, at Dark Myth Publication have the opportunity um more of a variety uh to be able to select from it's um it's great to see the um the magazine covers uh, return for a um, a second viewing, uh, and a great chance to um, to flick through each and every month, um, to um, to be able to uh, look at those great covers uh, once again. But uh, but it's fun too to have other uh, other sort of images mixed in with it. Um, something hor- horrific or something funny or um yeah something to sort of make you smile or uh to uh to sort of stir on those uh those emotions um each and every month um i'm going to ask a question now i'm just wondering how it is that um that people actually uh get inspiration for their stories uh i for one i i am lucky enough that i uh, i do work at our local library uh lucky enough that um that i get to meet lots and lots of interesting people interesting customers as uh you don't know who you're going to meet who's going to visit uh, each and every day uh and i mean um 
sadly because of COVID fears at the moment in our community that are uh, that are still um, still high uh, high in people's minds. Um, we're finding that our number of visitation that uh, that comes each month to um, to the library is probably about half still of what it was um, back in 2019 the um, late 2018 early 2019 when that uh, that concern about COVID started up um, but we're still finding that uh, that we're getting plenty of visitation plenty of interesting characters coming through um, so yeah what um, what they basically chat to me about and that sort of thing sometimes that will influence a character or it will um, sort of spur an, an idea to pop into my head um, a lot of the time though I am uh, I'm finding that if I'm putting away DVDs or uh, or our CD collection because we've um, being a, um, a again a, uh, a low socio-economic community um, finding that uh, the fact that you can borrow free DVDs from our library or free music CDs from our library or free audio books from our library um, that's something that our community still embraces and still enjoys more so than um, having to purchase a streaming service or um, having to um, to invest in um, in downloading music and uh, and that sort of thing um, finding that the, um, the the free materials that we've got it's worthwhile that we still invest uh, a large portion of our funding um, for new material into that sort of uh, audiovisual collection uh, and what um, what I'm finding is as I'm putting these movies away that get borrowed um, as I'm um, putting the um, the, the CDs, the compact discs back on the shelf. I'm finding those cover, those covers, um, those images, the the book covers, um, the title of a book. Even if uh, if I'm generally I'm not familiar with the um, the particular book, the particular author, but the title itself will sort of have a story of my own spring to mind. Um, on other occasions, I'll see uh, an anthology prompt sort of uh, pop up on Facebook uh, in one of the groups that I belong to, um, or it might be shared to me uh, by a, um, a friend, a member of that village, that support village, um, will send me through something saying, oh, here's a link, have you seen this? The the stuff that I've read of, that you've written... Um, looks as though or sounds as though it uh, it will really um fit this anthology have you uh, have you seen it have you thought about having a go um sort of having a look at the um different anthology uh calls that are out at the moment um by by different indie platforms uh, different indie publishers uh, quite often that will create um an image in my head that will sort of 
flesh out a particular char- character or um, it'll give me a, a bit of a setting um, or I'll, I'll have a concept, an idea that I want to try and, uh, and get across. And then as I start to write, uh, I'm very much a, um, a seat-of-the-pants writer. I like to see where the story is going to take me, not have an idea uh, of where everything's going to go, what's going to happen, how it's all going to end. Although I must admit, when I, was, uh, when I wrote my first novel, um, the, um, the 11th tome from uh, the Prophecies of Andropol uh, series that I'm, uh, I'm hoping to write, I must admit um, I was actually working for, uh, for our local abattoir, uh, stacking boxes onto pallets. Uh, it was a bit of a slow day. And uh, I had uh, an idea of the beginning of the story sort of just pop into my head and I just had to flesh it out. I had to get those two characters down. I don't know where the idea came from. Well, actually, I do. I, uh, I was doing a, um, a Dungeons & Dragons campaign with my brother-in-law as the dungeon master and he'd set the scene for um, the first time that we were doing an evil campaign. And it's one that uh, that we literally have been doing for a couple of decades now. It's uh, it's a solid effort, and uh, we're not quite close to finishing it yet. So uh, so I've got a feeling that we're going to be pushing probably twenty years. That maybe we'll end up playing it by the time we finish it, with the stop start rate that we're going at the moment. But anyway, that um, that sort of game was fresh in my mind, at the forefront of my mind, and uh, I was bored at work that day. Uh, I had a pen, I had paper, and I had my imagination running at 100 mile an hour. And literally, I got down this opening scene, and then I sort of had a bit of an idea of um, how it was all supposed to end. And uh, over the 10 or so years that I actually wrote the, uh, the manuscript for this first novel, I, uh, I discovered very quickly that the beginning, I thought, wasn't the beginning. There was more before. Um, and the ending that I had wasn't even close to the actual ending. So I sort of had the beginning of the middle. Uh, and I had the end of the middle sort of worked out. Um, and I, uh, I was super excited to, uh, to find out how the story developed through, um, that influence of what was happening around me and also what was happening in my head and also, uh, partly what was happening in that Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, just life in general was, uh, was sort of influencing different uh different scenes and different moments uh in the story and then the uh, the characters themselves sort of ran away with um with uh the the storyline as well um and uh and I'm thrilled uh, to be able to be continuing that story of one of the particular characters uh in Peatra uh Peatra Lightheart the um the Sylvan uh, Sylvan Druid, uh, being able to continue her story 
in uh, in installments uh, through uh, the World of Myth magazine uh, each month. So that's uh, that's been a lot of fun, uh, and discussing that with um, particular customers that come into the library that uh, that are um, real fans of Pedro and real fans of seeing different characters from that story fleshed out, becoming that three-dimensional, becoming the um, strong characters in themselves and uh, characters that, that drive the story in, uh, in different directions um, and also um, characters that are um, standing up for themselves and actually standing uh, in the forefront for themselves. Which, uh, which I'm really thrilled to get that feedback from customers. Um, really thrilled to um to have their help in sort of directing the story. Where should it go next? What I haven't thought of. What I haven't considered. Um. Yeah, but uh, it's just a a real special special moment for me. Sort of something that uh, that takes my um my library job beyond just what it is that the um the customers come in for and uh, and what it is that the customers need it's um it's very cool that uh, as my life has transitioned from the local uh, the local abattoir uh and uh and working there um working in the um the loadout bay and uh, and interacting with the uh, with the other guys that uh, that sort of work there, to be able to then transition to the library, but to be able to carry that story through um, along with uh, with that transition, um, and through my um, my twenties uh, and my thirties, and uh, and now into my forties, that uh, that I'm able to um, to share that story with uh with more and more people um and the um the journey of the 11th tome continues as well which i'm excited about so i've actually uh bravely or foolishly purchased a number of my books um in order to actually distribute them out to um south australian libraries so I've got this mad zany plan of uh, planting my book, the first book, in as many uh, places as I possibly can so that when the second book comes out, I'm hoping that I've got a, uh, a bit of a market already there. Um, I'll have some, uh, some keen readers and, uh, and some keen purchasers, um, whether they be libraries or whether they be people from South Australian communities. Um, and hopefully when I get enough gumption, when I get enough um, crazy um, spirit uh, to, uh, to actually start doing author talks and, uh, and author events. Um, of course, those libraries that are, uh, are close to home will be the, um, the first ones that I will visit, the first ones that, uh, that I will um start my uh my official tour with whether it's for the first book or whether it's for the second book 
or whether it's for some other book um, that I create. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm uh, discovering that uh, that writing is just not imagining a story and getting it onto paper uh, and creating something that, uh, that you enjoy reading and that, uh, that others enjoy reading. There's a real business to it as well. There's a, a real knack to, um, to trying to create that um, demand and that interest. Um, and um, I guess in, uh, in a roundabout way, it's the, the support of that village um, that helps you to establish that, to, um, to find out from those that have done it before what is the best way to go about doing uh, an author page, an author website. Do you need, do you need a, um, a Facebook presence? Do you link the two together? Um, how do you get your books out into libraries? How do you get them into other people's homes? How do you d- drum up that, uh, that interest in not just the first book, but the second book and every other book that follows after? How do you, um, you turn a hobby into a career, into a job, if that's what you want to do? Of course, it's, um, it's not everybody's dream. Um, but it's uh, a good dream to have. Um, writing is, uh, is, of course, not about making money. Um, but there's certainly a way to make money if you can do it well and if you can market yourself uh, extremely well. Um, of course, it helps having the backing of the big name publishers, uh, the ones that have that reach, the ones that have already established the, um, the trust in, uh, in the, um, the world as a reading community. But of course, you've got to start somewhere. Um, and uh, there is a way to, uh, to do it and to do it well from um, working with and, uh, and trusting these independent publishers as well. Um, publishing has, uh, has certainly changed over the years um, and there is a, a great opportunity now for people to get their work out there. Um, a great opportunity now for um, new names to share. You've got a story, you've got a book. Um, they, uh, they do say that everybody's got a book in them um, and for some of us, that's probably where it should stay. But I say that if you've got an idea, go for it. Um, doors shut, but windows open. Uh, and where there is a will and where there is an interest, there is always, always a way. Um, it is truly a thrilling time to be, uh, to be a creator. Um, it, uh, it truly, truly is, uh, especially if you know a thing or two about social media and about the way to make it work for you. Um, and if you do, please share, because we all need a leg up. We all need a helping hand. Uh, and um, there are uh, many, many of us 
that uh, that really really don't uh, don't have a clue, um, and we're just learning it. We're just winging it. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. Interesting way to go. Um, fun way to go sometimes, uh, and a um, a concern for uh, for a, a few of our friends and family, I'm sure. But we'll manage, we'll make it work, uh, and we'll have fun along the way. So, um, I'm thrilled, uh, thrilled to be part of the, um, the Dark Myth publication team. Um, and I, uh, I do so hope that you have enjoyed this, uh, this next rendition, this, uh, this next um, episode of the podcast. Um, I just wanted to say how grateful, how extremely grateful I am to those of you who have listened in, for those of you who have responded to those questions uh, and queries that I sort of send out as I um, I yabber on and uh, yeah, have a, a bit of fun doing it. So um, thank you all. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone. Thank you to all the listeners. And thanks to David, to Stephanie, and to the whole um, world of myth publication team. I, uh, I truly am grateful for this wonderful, wonderful opportunity.